Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have two extra special returning guests from the Doughboys podcast. It's Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger. Yay. Hey. Hi. <laughs> We're here. Oh my God. It finally happened. People have been begging for it. They're like, get them both on this show at the same time. <laughs> and today's the day. <laughs> We're finally going to answer that question everyone has in their mind. Are the Lakers or are the Celtics better? <laughs> yeah. Wow. We will have a conclusion. It for good. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> How wow. are you guys doing? Good. You know. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. It's, it's a weird time to be alive, as everyone knows. We don't have to mm. tell you that. I will say, as a basketball fan, it's we're as of this recording we're on the cusp of the yes. the 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 bubble is is happening everyone mm-hmm. you know i assume listeners are are following the nba so you know about the yeah. bubble we know that the season is is going to to finally or what remains of the season this this fake uh, uh, mini season and then postseason is going to fake, occur fake mini season <laughs> it's like a fake mini season it's it not a real season of- it's like it's not it's not the whole league and it's 10 games it's 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 a weird it's a weird uh hybrid of like the 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 end of the end of the regular season into the postseason it's not fake though i mean the, the, the it's it's the the they're using the team's records it makes sense yeah but it's just weird it's, <laughs> it's weird. weird for everyone it's oh, weird look. Look, I'm not denying that it's weird. Of course, it's weird. You're fixating there, on there, the word fake. It's not. There, don't call it fine. It's not fake, but it's is, strange. Is there anything this year that hasn't been weird? It's the weirdest year on earth, of course. But that's true. It is truly the weirdest year ever. I but mean, I, what we we began with Harry and Meghan Markle leaving the royal family. <laughs> How weird that, was that? It that does not get weirder year? than that. Yeah, that was Holy this year. Shit. Oh wow. my god. How how are you guys feeling about the bubble in general? I I, said, I don't know. I said this to Nick and the, and I and I and and I do kind of mean this sincerely. I was like I was like the MB, the the M, players in the NBA are heroes because one I everyone is is probably just mentally exhausted and and there's sure. a lot of mental anguish there's a lot going on people right. are just not feeling great so literally they are heroes i know that there's also issues of whether this is safe or not of 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 playing in the bubble and and we want everyone to not get sick and get coronavirus but they are for real i think it is heroic i i, I truly do think it's like a heroic act that they're doing and they're and, sacrificing and I, a lot to be there. Yeah, to 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 do it. And I and I th- I think like, of course, like I, I think it is that funny thing of like people are like they shouldn't play or whatever, which I get. And I think the NBA is doing the best job of taking precautions and and actually trying to do something, which it feels like other like the MLB, like MLB and NFL. NFL is not doing anything. It NFL is not like. doing anything. MLB is really? like playing in home stadiums, which is bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weird. No bubble. No bubble. So like the NBA is actually it feels like they are they're they're taking the most precautions. They're doing the most. And I hope it works because I think that it will be hopeful for the country if it works. So Yeah. There's there's a lot. There's a lot that's riding on it. I mean like I also get people who will be like 
you asshole, like they shouldn't play at all. And I'd be like, yeah, no, I get that side of it too. Like if, if you're saying that everyone should just be inside and we should be safe. Sure. I get that too. But I, but I do think that it's give it's going to give a lot of people hope and just to be able to watch something is and be excited about something again is going to be great. So I, a lot of, I mean, it's, you know, everyone's starved for entertainment and, and I, I think there are, I think Mitch is right. There are a lot of people looking for any sort of escape. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I think the NBA is doing uh, it, this in the most responsible way you could, but it also is inherently irresponsible. So it's like, sure. it, yes. like I think they maybe, sh- they, yeah, they're taking every precaution or they're taking like a, you know, like a maximalist approach towards precautions but also they just shouldn't, they should just shut down the league and take the financial hit. It doesn't, it I, like, it doesn't make sense that they're doing it. That said, I'll be, I will be watching it probably obsessively. Right. I'll watch some, some bullshit wizards Kings game with <laughs> zero stakes just to see live sports again. Yeah. See, you know? It's funny you say that because I, because I sure, I mean, I know that a lot of this is probably a financial, financial decision, but for me, it does kind of, go into like well like entertainment is important it is clearly it's clearly important you know what i mean like sure people are like literally losing their minds being at home and having nothing to do and how many podcasts can they listen to (laughs) between between us we've got two (laughs) between between us we have one not not ours (laughs) I do kind of feel like hopefully, I don't know, but ho- the the best case scenario is that people stay home more because they're watching sure sports right. or w- entertainment or whatever. Like that would be great. Like let's just have everyone stay home more. I do agree that it is irresponsible for them to do it at all, the NBA. Yeah. But I do, you know, understand you know, I get why they're there. I get that they want to do it for money. I get that people want them to do it for entertainment. It's all understandable, but it's also just so scary. And if, if anyone yeah. is like irreparably, yeah. you know, hurt from this, like if their career ends, even mm-hmm. let alone, you know, their someone, life. their life, like that would right. be really rough. Oh, for and, sure. And, yeah, yeah. And, and you're also, you're dealing with in it on top of that. You're dealing with, you know, the uh, offic- people who work for the league, uh, people who work for teams, right. uh, mm-hmm. coaches, I, some front office may be exposed. My trainers. big fear is that some you, trainers, yes. My big fear is that some dipshit owner like Tillman Fertitta is going to like break in, break the bubble because he wants to be in there and wants to be in the locker room or something like that. And he'll, he'll just have just been on like David Geffen's yacht and he'll <laughs> fucking have uh, be an asymptomatic <laughs> COVID carrier right. and give it to a yeah. bunch of players. And, and, and you know, I, I feel like some owner is going to do something really, really stupid at some point because they always do. Hey, and they right. think hey, they're invincible. Yeah. Hey, Wags. Yeah. Dwight Howard, Laker player, caught the other day maskless. Look, (laughs) (laughs) Dwight doesn't always have the best judgment. He's had a very good season. I was I was against him joining the Lakers because he was on the Lakers previously and he really fucked the fuck things up. But he does seem to have turned a corner. Oh, so you flip flopped once he did something for you. I think I think Dwight, because of the season he had, 
earns the right to not wear a mask once. <laughs> wow. That's Did you see him at that DJ pool party and he oh, was yeah, the only one himself. that showed he, up? He went oh, live yeah. on Instagram just <laughs> by himself. He's like, which this is, is great. I'm having a good time. And there's like no one else there. Which is really saying something that like it seems like one of the only things they could do, right? Is like in the bubble. Yeah. I'm sure there's other yeah. things, but like everyone just was like, no, we're going to stay in our hotel rooms. <laughs> There was a, there must have been a, I'm, I'm assuming there was a secret party that he just didn't get an invite. He wasn't to. invited to. Oh, so he was that like, okay, possible. gotta go to the NBA sponsored DJ thing where that all of my friends possible. are going to be. <laughs> well, They're having a secret ping pong tournament or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's <laughs> also a side of like, just there, there's such a, like, we forget how young so many NBA players are that maybe mm-hmm. just a bunch of people were just playing Fortnite on Xbox One, oh, you know. 100%. That's true. Yeah, that's true. They're um, not. They're not at that point yet where they're getting stir crazy. Right. Well, Dw- Dwight was also one of the people who, who was kind of talked about not coming back, but I think his was more for social reasons. Correct, Nick. So Dwight has a family member, I believe it's his uncle, uh, who works in the for in the Atlanta DA's office, uh, and um, and so was involved in some. I believe it's the Atlanta DA's office and, and has been involved in some, uh, uh, you know, civil rights cases and some police brutality cases. So it is something of a personal cause for Dwight, but I think yeah. he's also, you know, being more, uh, being just a little bit socially conscious and aware. I, I, I get, it's just like the convergence of these two things happening at once, mm-hmm. right. which is dominating yeah. our national conversation. And then it also being, you know, and and then the NBA is it's just it, like I it, to me it just make uh, the whole I, I get what you're saying about it just it giving people uh, something to watch and something to to look forward to and to, to feel hope uh, to invest their hopes in but it is it's just the spectacle feels very very grim right now for sure well, well I, I was I was saying the players themselves are heroes I wasn't saying that the yes NBA, no I, I'm I, not, I, I know I got I'm what you're saying the NBA owners. <laughs> 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 my hero the devosses are the real heroes yeah, yeah they're not they're not yeah. heroes I, I think the players no. for going back and taking this risk are the ones yeah. who are heroes i mean I, like, I agree yeah and we've we've talked because we're very anti anti starting the bubble on this show and people will call us out and say well that are, are you going to still watch the games because then you're a hypocrite but it's like but we're if we don't watch the games then then they're do- they're risking their lives for nothing, and we want to support the players. Like, yeah, this is not a support of this decision. It's support of the players that we care about, and we want to see them succeed. And hopefully, this you know it it doesn't blow up into some huge thing, and it's just a it's it just works out the way that they're planning. Right. It works out. Well, there's like, also, there was also there was also another side of this where. Well, Nick, what you go ahead say what you're gonna say. I was just gonna say as as co-hosts of a of a chain restaurant podcast. Yeah, I, I think if you, we we know that like there's just there's no <laughs> ethical way to engage in any of that. Like it's just like yes. you're gonna be even if you're even if you're the most conscientious NBA fan possible. And, you know, the NBA is probably is, like I guess, the most progressive of the pro sports leagues or, you know, seems to be the most progressive. You're still putting money in the, the pockets of some deeply evil people by 
being a patron of it. And it, right. it's the same sort of thing if you're getting like a Domino's pizza or going to Wingstop. So it, it's it's just so every I, yeah, every, I, I, every form of consumption is is problematic in some way. Yeah, there's course. no ethical consumption under capitalism. It's it's a it's a systemic thing. So mm-hmm. I think I, it's one for me. I, again, you know, maybe this is my get out of jail free card because I'm in, engaging in the same behavior. But I uh, like for me that there's not a contradiction in saying I think the, the the season probably should not resume. I think the bubble is probably irresponsible, but I will still watch it because I'm a fan of the league. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. I think that's I think that's consistent. Yeah. And I think if something horrible happens, like, you know, there probably is a point where it's like, I can't watch this anymore. You know, if if right. If someone were to get really ill or someone were to die and they would, or if there was gonna, a big cover up. Of yeah, something. a big cover up, like a, a, anything like super fucked up that happens and that they still try to push forward with, you know, the plan. Yes. Obviously, we're not going to we're not going to keep going. But like right now, we're just tentatively like we hope that it works out well. That's all I, I, I got to say that I think that because the orange buffoon is in office and, and everything is <laughs> and, 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 and wearing a mask has become political, which is fucking so stupid. It's and so insane. stupid. Yeah. It's the dumbest shit so on pissed. earth, but it's that sort of thing of, I kind of I, look, I, I agree with everything you guys say too, but I'm also kind of like, well, it is interesting to try to test things out and see how we can make, the world work and be safe you know what i mean and maybe this is a way where they're going to try it out and it's not going to be safe at all and mm-hmm. i don't think that that you're, i think you're right that that's not worth risking lives for but also it will if if this works out and it and 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 no one gets hurt it will be like some sort of progress which will be hopeful you know what i mean which yeah. which, which is which makes it more than just the games or whatever too it it kind of mm-hmm. gives some. I sort see what of- you're saying because then they could like use the use the plan that they like the frequent testing and the rings yeah. and like all that shit that they could. But you know that's never going to be implemented nationwide because of way For bigger sure. issues. I, and like, is that ever worth like using human test subjects? Right. Basically, no. I mean, it's not. Yeah. So, but you Especially know, especially like- majority uh, black test subjects right like, that's yeah. Like sure, yeah for sure another Absolutely. huge part of the issue mm-hmm. nick 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 you you made a good point too that the 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 only plus side is that a, a lot of these guys who have gotten coronavirus seem to be almost asymptomatic they're in great shape and it doesn't seem to affect them but we still don't even know what the well, except for are, Rudy Gobert, know. he's still sick. He's still he's still having Rudy symptoms. Rudy Gobert is still sick. He's still well, having he, symptoms. He has um he still can't smell or taste, and he still has like muscle aches and stuff. Dear God, yeah, yeah. It's So it's so crazy that so many people were like, "I just want to get it." Remember that phase? <gasps> yeah, I mean that. Yeah. My my parents are saying it. <laughs> like, That's I insane. think it's like I think it's like Fox News talking points of yes. like everyone needs to get it, and then we're going to be fine. But it's like there's no In- science to back that up at all. It's just like Fox News bullshit. I've never wanted to get it. I will. I've never wanted I don't that want it virus. Either. I've been inside my house for four months. I don't want it. <laughs> I know. Yes. I've been trying to get it. <laughs> Nick, no. Nick is Sorry. Nick is a bit of a he's a he's a bug chaser in many ways. <laughs> I mean, 
and there's i mean there's no there's no science to back up the fact that if you get it you can't get it again like all right. that shit it's yeah. it's so idiotic it makes especially because we angry. don't know how it's mutated and like mm. yeah there's anyways don't this trust is not us. a coronavirus podcast but yeah, maybe don't it trust will us be. on the science <laughs> like actually you know there's really good podcasts about that like this podcast will kill you um go listen to them but that being said i think the bubble does kind of bring up a lot of like you were saying mitch like a lot of good you know brings up a lot of good questions of like how if this is just our life from for the next like let's say two years or something yeah. like how are Fuck. certain things going to be able to <laughs> sorry Nick <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean that. Dick out. <laughs> if this is our if this is our life for the next <laughs> if this is our lives for the next two years that this is this is bad yeah, it's, good. Yeah. it's bad news yeah but that was the Spanish flu you know it was yeah. like two yeah. years so I feel like it's possible fuck i i think i think i have to you know one thing i'll say about the bubble is that we we're as nba fans and as human beings you have to hope for that nothing catastrophic happens and that it all just kind of works out but it, yeah. but it, at least for me is isn't there isn't there a side of it where it's like well if it does work out isn't that like a skeptics talking point is it if it does sure. isn't that doesn't that just turn to like, see this is yeah, no big deal sure. yeah. yeah that's a good point and, yeah. and that's kind of a of bummer course. too yeah yeah we all that's laughed true. at the movie bubble boy in 2000 <laughs> right 2004 when and was it was that? not a comedy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should get bubbles like that has anyone talked about this yeah has anyone talked to uh there hasn't Jake been a, there, hasn't, there, hasn't, <laughs> there has not been a lot of bu- uh bubble boy conversation uh, yeah there yeah let's get it rolling we i mean i agree we could, yeah we could like hold anastasia and i could hold hands through two <laughs> bubbles <laughs> uh, finally that would be finally. amazing <laughs> uh, beautiful um I just want to give each of you at the top of the show a chance to state your team's case. Mm. So maybe let's we'll we'll give you like two minutes <laughs> each or less. Uh, we'll start with you, Nick. Why are the Lakers the best team? Wow, great question. <laughs> so. The argument for the Lakers over the Celtics, and I will, I will say, rank them how you got them. It is those two competing for the greatest franchise in <laughs> NBA history. There's really no one else who has, there's no other franchise that has a case. Everyone else's periods of dominance were comparatively brief. But th- the case for the Lakers is, if you think of modern NBA basketball, what we think of as basketball, and I don't mean God. that the the analytics uh, <laughs> three-point shooting sort of stuff. I, I mean, just just like the, the league in general, the league as we know it today. I'm not specifically focused on post-2010s optimized basketball. That comes from the NBA-ABA merger. And if you look at the two franchises' success since the NBA-ABA merger, the Lakers... If you look at all, for, if you look at the whole league, the Lakers are the ones with the most titles and the most prolonged periods of success. Now, the 2010s were pretty grim for the Lakers, but if we're if you're comparing them to the Celtics, the Celtics had some pretty grim, lean stretches as well. You know, post Larry Bird, the Celtics were not in good shape. 
they, they weren't doing well really until the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the big trade that brought uh, Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett back into town, that the team wasn't really contending. Meanwhile, the Lakers have the Magic Johnson, the Magic and Kareem era, five titles in the 80s, the Shaq and Kobe era, five titles in the 2000s, 10 titles over a 30-year stretch, and then the 2010s reasserting their relevance towards the end of the decade with the acquisition of LeBron James and Anthony Davis the team is on the road to success again. They very well may well win. They very well may win another title. But I think if you look at at specifically success, the case of the Lakers is success since the since the NBA ABA merger. And if you look at them, it's the Lakers, and the only other team that maybe has a case is the San Antonio Spurs. But the Lakers have done it for a longer stretch and won more titles. Great, Nick. Gr- Nick. I mean, I don't argument. even have this. <laughs> oh, this is like debate team. <laughs> I, 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 the the Lakers fans always bring up the uh, NBA ABA merger because they know that the Celtics just have them beat. The Celtics have more titles, Nick. It's seventeen Celtics, titles versus sixteen titles. Yes, they have one. Also, they have one more title. May I quickly ask how many of your titles were won while your team was in Minneapolis? The, so the first five, you know, the first five or so titles, I think, were all were won in the early mm-hmm. days of the NBA um, uh, when the team was in Minneapolis. But I, I will, I'll just say, like, it's it's a very different game. If we're talking the 1950s through the 19 uh, the the 19th into the 1970s, like it's just, it was just a different game. It was a different a different way of basketball, and and the. 10 of the Celtics titles came in the 1960s. I mean, it's just a different time. The Celtics were, are the most successful NBA team of all time. Their run in the, in the sixties is unlike anything anyone's ever done in the NBA to this day, um, where they won how many titles in 10 years? Eight. I don't know if that's correct. Seven, (laughs) eight. It's Um, somewhere in that range. They 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 had I I mean I thought it was I thought it was ten but there was a there was a year or two where they didn't win. There was a year or two. I think I think maybe they won eight. Um. Anyways, the eighties they were pretty dominant. Nick they won three titles in the eighties, and in the nineties they hit a hard stretch, but they were hit with some awful misfortune. Len Bias died. Reggie Lewis died. They had some weird things happen to them as a team in the nineties. Were honestly the stretch where they were where they did the worst, and then of course they came back in 2007. They won a title, and they've been competing ever since. Nick, I just think that they're when you think about basketball, I think you think about the Boston Celtics. Wow, that's a bold mm. statement. Lakers, Powerful. The Lakers, the, the Lakers are flashy. <laughs> they're located in Los Angeles. People want to go there to play because it's Hollywood. Boston people don't like as much. They don't want to go <laughs> and play in True. Boston. <laughs> So Los Angeles has that advantage over the Celtics as well. So your case for the Celtics being the best franchise is that people don't like Boston as much. <laughs> you guys have an unfair advantage, Nick. The, look, the, the Lakers have attracted some marquee free agents, but most of the team's success is through the draft and through trades. You know, yes, Shaq mm. was acquired through free agency. Kobe Bryant was a trade. Pau Gasol was a trade. Uh, you know, Look. it's 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 uh, the, the team was a uh, uh, cream was a uh, cream was a trade. Um, uh, it's, it's it's like the, the team's success comes through a, a capable front office and and uh, just having great players and great coaching staff. Do you think that there were any shenanigans that went on between the Kings and the Lakers when the Lakers beat the Sacramento Kings? 
What do you mean? Do you think there was there any ref hanky panky? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying, Nick. <laughs> I think that David Stern has always done what's good for the league. If that wow. includes, if that includes wow, rigging this is the draft, so fucked up. If that includes rigging a playoff series, he's made the right call. Uh, well, I think. The, guess I what? think that I think David. I think the the NBA draft lottery is rigged. I do buy into that conspiracy theory, and I think it has been rigged in the Lakers' favor. And you know what? I think that's good. More rigging. You, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> and Nick, guess what team it's rigged for on the East Coast? Not the Celtics. The fucking New York Knicks. Yeah, let's see, still what, continue see what they've to, done with it. <laughs> yeah, they blow it continually. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We're not yeah. going to come to an agreement here. Great arguments on both yes. sides. We will... Uh, but yes, wait. My basic, my basic <laughs> argument is that people don't like Boston. And so it's... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay. Well, it that's seems one like a go. lot of people like Boston. They're mostly from there, but yes, yes. they uh, like the people. People with the people who like Boston can't talk about anything except how much they like Boston. Oh, <laughs> relax. <laughs> you liked Boston when you went. I had an okay time. So right. this week, so, so we. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to quickly say that the Celtics have. Red Auerbach is one of the best coaches and GMs in the history of the game, Nick. I think that you can agree with that. And he spent all that time with the Celtics. You guys had Phil Jackson, but a ton of his success came from the Bulls, of course. Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's that's the nature of the league. It's rare when you have like a Popovich or a Tim Duncan who spends their entire mm-hmm. career, but you know, with one franchise, but you know, someone who did uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, someone else who did magic Johnson. There are some lifers with the, the Lakers organization. We also would have beat you more in the eighties. If Larry bird hadn't been mowing lawns, his mom's <laughs> lawn. <laughs> this is the truth. He mowed, he mowed his mom's lawn. So if he I, hadn't been a nice boy, is that yeah. what you're saying? If he hadn't been a nice boy, he was mowing lawns. If his favorite pastime he, wasn't various tasks that would injure his own back. Just his like back you know, was yeah. already hurting. So this week we watched a game from June 6, 1984. So let's find out what was going on in the world uh, and the NBA around that time in Previously on Basketball. Previously on Doughboys. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get that from? From from the first episode this year, I think, when you guys oh. had a had a cliffhanger about you song's death. Is oh, that that's right. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. I was like, I heard that. Did before. we resolve that? I think we forgot to resolve that. <laughs> I think we, I think we maybe just didn't do anything. Yeah. Else. We didn't do anything with it. Oh, well. That was me, huh? Nick, I thought that was you, but that was me. I think was it Speaking. you? I don't think, I think so. so. I think it was Nick. Oh, was Wagger. <laughs> <laughs> does your voice, does your voice in your head sound like me? Hold on. Let's see. Let's hear it again. Let's hear it again. Previously. On Doughboys. Basketball. That's definitely Nick. I think that's me. <laughs> it's definitely Nick. It's mm. 100% Nick. I th- I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that that's me. Well, there's no way to resolve <laughs> <Wow>. this mystery. <laughs> you don't remember know. recording Gabe, it? Gabe, one more time. Previously on Doughboys. Basketball. That's me. I think it was no, me. No, it's not. It's Nick. No, it's me. It's clearly Nick. Nick, I I, I, I recorded the previous uh, previously on Doughboys. <laughs> I'm gonna that use was that one too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Slot that one in where what we were just listening to really confused people. Man. Um. All right. Let's whoosh me in. 
Michael Jordan is chosen third overall in the 1984 NBA draft, along with number one pick Hakeem Olajuwon and number five pick Charles Barkley. Donald Sterling moves the Clippers from San Diego to Los Angeles without league authorization and receives a $25 million fine. Actor Brandon Scott Jones from The Good Place is born on this very day in Bel Air, Maryland. <laughs> the top movie is Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, but its reign is short-lived as Ghostbusters comes out tomorrow and will spend seven weeks at the top of the box office. Topping the music charts is Let's Hear It For The Boy by Denise Williams. Software engineer Alexei Pachetov releases the first version of Tetris in the Soviet Union. Larry Bird is named the NBA's most valuable player. So uh, we talked about this a little bit while we were watching the game, but what were you guys doing uh, around June 6, 1984? Nick, it was, it was Nick's senior prom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm two years older than you. Uh, I was a little baby boy. We were discussing things I might have been doing while we were watching the game, which includes uh, messing my diaper and um, <laughs> poo pooing your pants and possibly breastfeeding. That's yeah. the that's 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 basically the two, and I, which I think is sick. <laughs> sick shit. <laughs> you were a freak even at that age, right? Wow. Guys, I just got confirmation that that was me who said previously. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. Wait, play it again. It definitely sounds like Nick. Am I crazy? Previously on Doughboys. Basketball. That's Nick. That's definitely That's, Nick. That's How did you get confirmation? You were looking at your phone. Be yeah, I was looking at my phone. Of course, <laughs> I looked up. I looked up previously on, and I and I, I sent an audio clip to Emma. Wow, was that you doing an impression of me? <laughs> no, it was just it was me doing a previously on Doughboys. Previously on Doughboys. I can't tell. Maybe it was you previously on Doughboys basketball. <laughs> Really sounds it's, like it, Nick. It, well, I, it really sounds like Nick. We it know really I definitely am the one who said basketball. So <laughs> you said basketball. Yeah. This is also this this falls under the category of me being like we should do a, like a story of you song doing whatever and Nick being like yeah okay do whatever you want to do buddy and then <laughs> I will and I'll. I mean, like when it comes to nonsense like that, Nick, I think you're like, if you want to make more work, go and do it yourself. <laughs> right. And then you didn't. All right. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the Clippers. What, they moved from San Diego yes. to Los Angeles in an unauthorized move. Um, and apparently they had a mask. Yeah, apparently they had a mascot. Rude. Apparently they had a mascot <laughs> uh, when they first moved in. His name was Sam Dunk. Can we take a look at Sam Dunk? This I gotta see. <laughs> wow. So this, Jesus this, just, this looks like Donald Sterling. Yeah, it <laughs> looks like Sterling. It looks like a Muppet of Donald Sterling. Yeah, it is just like a like a like a middle-aged guy with a clippers hat. That's a the most half-assed mascot. <laughs> it it really looks is. like a Clippers fan. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. I Sterling. like his jersey. <laughs> Wog's throwing some shade at Clippers fans. Oh. They look like this guy. <laughs> uh, 
I don't I, I don't you think know this, so. this guy okay. moved to uh, he moved to L.A. at age 25 uh, after graduating <laughs> no. from an Ivy League, <laughs> took a job in a TV writer's room and uh, became a Clippers fan. Wow. You're really going to piss some people off with that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Sam Dunk should have stuck around. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> it's a great name. Sam Dunk yeah. is awesome. Can we bring him back? He'll do like some little stunts with uh, Chuck the Condor. They can like. Yeah, he's got, like, he's got like a, a walker and like <laughs> can't, can't get across the court. Oh, wow. He's aged. He's, <laughs> yeah. That would be a bit. That would be a, a, a big innovation in mascots. A mascot who ages in real time and eventually dies of old age. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'd, let's I'd see, see that. it happen. <laughs> let's uh, let's watch this uh, scene from Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, I know what's Our coming. Our favorite scene. During the quarantine, uh, I watch this scene daily. <laughs> uh, Dan Aykroyd is getting a blowjob from a ghost. <laughs> this scene is so long. It's, it's so weird. He's uh, going crossing. His eyes are crossing. So our question is, uh, when you get a blowjob, do your eyes go cross-eyed? <laughs> <laughs> is that normal? I think... <laughs> I'm just joking. It's not a real question. You don't have to answer. No, it's the most realistic part of the scene. No, no. God, I wasn't I was, I was, I was going to answer you. I, I, think it's, I think it's weird that... That Ackroyd is so immediate, like he was just like immediately just got hard. Yeah, yeah. he was into like, it. Was, that ghost babe was hot. <laughs> he immediately was in the mood to do it. Yeah, <laughs> if I saw a ghost, like any sort of ghost in my room, I think I'd be. It doesn't matter how attractive they are. I'd be so scared. Like I'd yeah. just be like terrified. I'd want to get out of there. And he just sort I'm of like kind of lies still it. and takes it. I'm, I think my wiener would shoot up, up into my my wiener would shoot up into my body. I'd be fucking <laughs> scared as hell. By the way, is watching that, that scene, rewatching that scene. Wally. Oh, Wally. Mitch's Wally cat is in frame. Uh, I'm also laid back like a jab of the hut. I look like shit. <laughs> rewatching that scene, it's like there's so there's a lot that we you have to make a big mental leap to him that he's getting dome. Because you see the 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 ghost the uh, the lady ghost hovering over him, and then it cuts to just like a a, a close up of his belt getting unbuckled, but you're not seeing any sort of like presence there. It's just like it's being unbuckled on its own, and then you cut to his face getting and, and his eyes crossing. It's like we don't know exactly what's transpiring. Like you kind of have to yeah. assemble it in your head, but who knows? Who knows what could be happening? Yeah, that's true. That's, I mean, you're what, absolutely what do you right. Mean, who knows what could be happening? <laughs> maybe he's being rimmed. Maybe, you know, maybe she has a strap on and he's yeah. into that. He's being pegged. It's up Balls to our imagination. Just being crushed in her fist. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain the crossed eyes. That, yeah, that would make more sense, I think. But <laughs> it is weird that this is like, you know, I guess a kid's movie, right? It was marketed right. to kids. And, um, this is, you know, I, I understand them not wanting to show a BJ in progress, but yeah. also why is this in the movie in the first place? <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense. It's, it it's, does not. Yeah. I think it's just a joke for mom and dad, uh, <laughs> right. but it's so, I just, I, th I think this is just the eighties where movies were just made 
to for there was no it wasn't like this is for the kids that i feel like ghostbusters is just like a movie it was sure. for it's everyone like, yeah. it's just yeah. for it's just a movie that they made for everyone and kids loved it too you know what i mean like right. uh, yeah. your four quadrant picture <laughs> yeah true let's watch let's watch uh this clip of let's hear it for the boy oh i love this song A child in a tuxedo is dancing. Wow. I had no idea this was a music video. <laughs> this kid rules. He looks like a magician. You guys were you guys were questioning what Weiger was up to, and now you have your answer. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wish it was him. that kid. That'd be my that proudest so achievement. Good. What a cool kid. He's like wearing Mr. Peanut cosplay doing this uh <laughs> this song and dance number. He looks great. Mr. Yeah, Peanut cosplay is now a tux with a cap. Yeah, he's got the top hat, he's got the tails, the he's got hat. the uh he's got the little cane. He's got a, a fistful of peanuts. Like what else do you need? <laughs> Mr. Peanut doesn't Mr. Peanut just have the top hat and like a tie? Isn't he nude? Oh what? yeah, he does. I mean, but he, he is a he, monocle. He's regal. Yeah, he's got a monocle. Let's let's see here. Let's bring him up. Let's, what does Mr. Peanut look like? No, oh, you're right. right. He's, he's got a full spouse. tux in some of these. He's wearing a tux in, in these like weird 3D versions. Yeah, yeah. Those he's are those are newer. Those he's got the those cane like the cane. kid. Yeah, he has monocle. a cane. He's wearing spats and gloves. <laughs> and we're we're also seeing <laughs> no, in this Google baby search. Nut. Yeah, we're seeing some shots of Baby Nut, who is maybe responsible <laughs> for this whole year. Nick. Oh, you're right. Oh my Nick, god, be- you're right. Be- Nick, you uh, Nick. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you <laughs> have it. to say it. I was gonna say, I bet you wish that kid was dressed like Mr. Peanut. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can I just oh, say this was a big year? I mean, you you mentioned we we looked at Sam Dunk, which was the biggest NBA news. Uh, but the but the other things. <laughs> <laughs> the Clippers moving to LA, obviously, ultimately a momentous, you know, momentous shift. But Wager, also, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you dislike more? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go on with this. But what yes. do you like dislike more, Celtics fans or Clippers fans? Fans, Celtics yeah, fans. Wow, really? Yeah, <laughs> they're jerks. <laughs> Clippers Jesus, fans right. are just like, eh, whatever. Celtics yeah. fans are jerks. Yeah, we're whatever. We're, apathy. We're jerks. Apathy. <laughs> we're jerks. You're jerks. I know for City. a fact that I know for a fact that off this podcast you hate Clippers fans. I here's here my my stance is uh, towards one of them it's like this is a bitter rival and towards the other one this is like an annoying little brother. That's the way I think of it. So like yeah, I'm going to I'm going to hate Celtics the Celtics more. If the Clippers ultimately mm. ascend and it becomes if there's like a Lakers Clippers Western Conference Finals or something like that, you know, that everyone speculated about, about if that becomes an ongoing rivalry, then that'll be one thing. But mm. the Clippers have yet to get over the hump and they, they have yet to really feel like they're a real threat to me, whereas the Celtics are a perennial threat. And there's nothing that gets me wow. more riled up than the prospect of the Celtics winning another title. Because that man, means man. that the Celtics have the gap. The, the Lakers have almost closed the gap in terms of titles. And the Celtics will then just put some more distance between them, between the franchises. Yeah, I don't I, I dislike the Celtics more. I should have had you argue my case for why the Celtics are the best team. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, 
Go, I honestly go. don't know if being called a jerk or being called annoying is more offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that Clippers fans should be annoyed by it because they're like the Lakers fans are dismisses dismissive of them. But mm-hmm. Nick, what were you, what were you going to say before I cut you off? Oh, I was just going to say that 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 the uh, you know the the, the eighty four draft legendary draft. I mean, just yeah. like you mentioned, the Hall of Famers that came in the league, including Michael Jordan, the most important NBA player of all time, and arguably the greatest. And then you've got and then. Uh, but uh, but also this finals that we're going to be discuss that we're going to be discussing is the matchup that uh, like that really put the NBA on the map, which is Magic versus Bird. This is them meeting mm-hmm. in the NBA finals for the first time, I believe. And it's a uh, it's it, it was just a gigantic year in in basketball history. The, yeah. Like this year with Michael coming into the league and with this rivalry taking place is probably what you know, just skyrocketed basketball to popularity in the United States right. and internationally. Right. Or at least began like, like accelerated the ascent. It's, right. it's, it's huge. So Tetris, uh, let's look at what the original Tetris looked like. Tetris. Oh, wow. What I've never seen this fuck? before. So this is, what? this looks like what we're, we're, we're looking on a, a, a two color um, green and black. I assume this is some sort of Soviet monitor because we've got Cyrillic script in the corner. What's interesting, what? this is we're, we're seeing the er- earliest iteration of Tetris. And what's interesting, instead of four block pieces, there are eight block pieces. Right. Right. That's weird. Wow. Hey, that was someone gave ba- Pajitnov the note. They're just like, eh, half as many blocks. He's like, mm, I'll try it. <laughs> That's wild, but yeah. um, might it just work. out. <laughs> Tetris, Tetris, the first bridge for my mom and I. For like, my mom was like, I got a Game Boy. Um, well, God, I don't even know how old I was when, like, you know, around when it came out. Yeah, and she loved Tetris, and it was like kind of like a, it bridged a gap of like my mom being like, video games are like annoying thing my son likes, and then she like really loved. She would, she would, pl- she would take the t- Game Boy away from me and be playing Tetris in her bed <laughs> at nighttime. Yeah. I remember the first- my whole family wow. loved it. My whole family was into Tetris. Yeah, it was, it was so the first, you know, like get to your to both of your points. It was like the first game that got that non gamers were playing and crossover. I, yeah, the first and, and outside of the arcades, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first home game that, that really had that sort of uh, appeal. A, a four quadrant game in the same way that Ghostbusters was a four quadrant movie. <laughs> <laughs> also, this was a also four quadrant can, year. If you beat Tetris, uh, Alexei Pajitnov gets sucked off by a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I want to give a shout out to one of our donors for our GoFundMe, um, John Carlson. First of all, what's up? (laughs) Second of all, thank you. Um, And third of all, you rule. (laughs) Thank you so much for donating, being a listener and supporter. We love you. Bye. This week, we watched the Boston Celtics at the Los Angeles Lakers in Game 4 of the NBA Finals on June 6, 1984. Let's meet the boys. Let's meet the boys. <laughs> Come on, let's meet the boys. Oh, great group of guys. <laughs> so that was Mitch. Uh, Mitch, did you recognize your voice there? <laughs> I did. I read, when, I, but I was trying to figure out where I said that. Let's on, a, on your last episode. Let's. I said let's meet the boys on our last episode. On the last time you were on Do- Dunktown. 
<laughs> oh, okay. I thought I yeah. thought you said I thought you meant Doughboys. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> what kind of noise are you trying to be? <laughs> and, and just like not remembering fucking anything of what we record. <laughs> I I get that totally. Um, all right, for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> we have Dennis Johnson, Larry Bird, Cedric Maxwell, Robert Parrish, Gerald Henderson, off the bench, Kevin McHale, Danny Ainge, and Quinn Buckner, head coach Casey Jones, and mascot Lucky the Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> that not yet, actually. <laughs> I mean, he always is in a way. But. <laughs> Wait, he wasn't. A, oh, yeah. You were saying that before. He, he there wasn't was no, around there yet. Was, there, there was no like lucky man at that point. <laughs> Got it. Got it. And on the Lakers. We have oh. starters. Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Michael Cooper, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Kurt Rambis. Off the bench, we had Bob McAdoo, Swen. Nader and Jamal Wilkes and head coach is Pat Riley. Uh, currently the Lakers lead the series two to one before mm. this game. That song, by the way, was by um, Pat's friend of the guest, show, friend of the show, Joey Dosick. Do you know him? Uh, Nick, are you guys Lakers friends? Uh, I know of Joey, but I don't know him personally, but I, I know he's a big, I know he's a big Laker head. He's great. He's great. And he writes songs about the Lakers. So, I mean, it seems like a perfect friendship Very match cool. to me. <laughs> uh, let's get into the game. That's new and chaotic. <laughs> I liked it. That's by Andrew Bear, who does our theme song, I believe, right, Gabe? Correct. Okay. Sounds great. Before we get to the game, can I just quickly say that people don't like Boston anymore, and and we brought it upon ourselves. Like it, it was like we wow we over we overexposed ourselves. Like there was just too much, there was too much Boston stuff going on for a while. And you know, like the Departed was great, but then like <laughs> the part the Departed was great, but then just like every like stupid reality show and like just everything that happened with Boston. There was just too much Boston. There was too much of it. You know, I think did it Mitch. What's that? Ted two. <laughs> you think Ted two was like the tipping point. Yeah. The first Ted, everyone like people were still on board, but when there te- it was Ted two and everyone was like, all right, I'm Ted- done with Boston. <laughs> you know what? That is funny. I think I, I actually, I know that you were a hundred percent joking, but I now actually like this theory. <laughs> Ted 2, like, people didn't even like Ted 2, right? Didn't people no, I mean, Ted no, definitely, not. Not. definitely not. <laughs> I did not like Ted 1, but is Ted 2 the one where he steals Tom Brady's, like, he sperm? Yeah. Yeesh. What? I did not watch that. <laughs> like, Ted goes to, like, jack off Tom Brady for real. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to watch it. I got to add it to my list. I know. This actually sounds better than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Too much bot. You know, we, we brought it on ourselves and the Patriots won for so long. You know, it's just an issue. So that, guess, that's the that's yeah. I think the the better the more the, or the salient point I think it, from a sports perspective, Mitch, is that the Boston was like for so long it was like the Patriots uh, the Celtics yeah were good but the Patriots sucked. Uh, yeah. The the Red Sox obviously could never win a title. And then when you had that period in the two thousands when just like and I don't know anything about hockey, but I but I do know that that of the three major. Uh, 
sports in the U.S. It's like the the Boston was just dominating. Yeah, and even the the one the one Celtics title, but still the Celtics were in the conversation for a big part of of you know the the two thousands the twenty ten. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I think I think that's people started to hate Boston more than they already did, partly because they were so they're so sports dominant. It was it's that funny thing of yeah, there was a flip. Like if you were like Yankees are like one of the worst teams of all time, and then like they like people start. I feel like people almost started to feel like the way about the Red Sox or whatever that they feel about the Yankees. But right, it's just as a thing of there was we were the lovable losers for so long, and the Celtics were the one franchise i mean the bruins too but the celtics were like that was like boston's team like boston's winners you know what i mean right and yeah, so that was the exception and people anyways, do I, not like uh anyone who wins too much <laughs> that's 100 percent. so both both you know there's probably a lot of people who i was just saying that before we started because i'm like so many people are gonna like the lakers more than the celtics at the end of this podcast but <laughs> uh, maybe it's just two teams that are kind of universally hated also nick well, I think that's the other yeah. thing about that, that the Lakers until the Warriors, I think the Lakers were kind of enemy number one uh, because a lot of people hated Kobe, RIP. A lot of people, people didn't hate Shaq, but they hated that that team was dominant. Right. Um, and uh, and I think also people hate L.A. just in general. Like, mm. think it's just like, like yeah. fuck L.A. Mm hmm. So I, I think the Lakers being good, yeah, I think they were the, the the most hated franchise for a long time. No one really hated the Bulls in the same way. I mean, th there there were certain there were franchises like the I think like the the New York fans and, and the Detroit. Pistons. Uh, and Detroit fans, the Pistons fans, like really hated the Bulls, but in jet, but it wasn't league wise. It wasn't like oh fuck the Bulls in the same way that people were towards the Warriors uh, and uh, and the Lakers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And sorry for that. Sorry for that detour. No, it's fine. So, <laughs> so going into this game, you know, the Lakers are up two to one, which means that the Celtics have to win. Yeah. Is. This is this this is this is a win. This is this is this is the series here. This game. If the if the Lakers win this, they're going to win the series. Right. Yeah. yeah. And this game is in L.A. So mm -hmm. Lakers have you know they're up two one at home. They have an advantage. So it's a yeah. Mitch pointed out that there was a lot of empty seats right at the beginning of the game. <laughs> Everyone was just getting their hot dogs. Okay, <laughs> this is typical of a lot of uh, a lot of NBA games. Isn't specific to the okay. Lakers. Is they they have the start time. <laughs> you know what it is? Is that Lakers fans have jobs they were at. They had oh, to get. Yeah. They had to come from work. Yes. Yeah. To, to okay. The <laughs> to the floor seats. Wow. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. No. No. Nick, this is good. The rest of the country will agree with you that the Los Angeles work is so much more important. <laughs> we were talking earlier about how important entertainment was. Mm -hmm. These people were working hard at record companies and movie studios. <laughs> Later on, we did see Jack Nicholson take his seat, and mm -hmm. uh, it's true. And looks so fucking cool. He did yes. look cool. He had sunglasses on indoors, which I think is something he did a lot or Alpha does move. still. <laughs> yeah. All the all these eighties people who worked in entertainment, the least problematic people of all time. <laughs> <laughs> all these people are just great, great folks. It's a bunch yeah. of great folks. I, yeah, I hesitate to say anything good about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I know. In case we get canceled later for it, yeah. we've had um, a, a couple instances where as soon as we uh, plug someone, they get canceled. So <laughs> you always got to keep your eyes open. Yeah. Um, no, pl no plugs for us at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs>
Just be careful. Be careful who you plug because yeah. it reflects back on you. Um, one of my biggest takeaways immediately is how tiny the shorts of this game are. Um, and I'm into it. I, you, I have mentioned on this show many times. I want the shorts to be smaller. Um, I think it I helps think we're them headed play. There. I think yeah. we're headed in that direction. They they grew down and now they're go- they're shrinking back up again. You know, in the yeah. cyclical fashion. Mm-hmm. You and, mentioned because you mentioned a lot of the haircuts. Uh, uh, it look like like oh these are like maybe hipster haircuts that are yeah. going to come back into fashion or that we're we're starting to see right now. And yeah, hopefully the same thing happens with the shorts because I agree. Give me them gams. Yeah, also, that's, that's like, what I'm paying. That's what I'm paying to see. Yeah. Nick, Nick, that's you. That's what you're paying to see. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm paying to see for sure. That's what got me hooked on basketball. <laughs> <laughs> you and y- y- you're a fan of hogs, and you can see uh, much more definition in the hog you're department. A fan of hogs. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is a uh, fan yeah, of hogs. You know. <laughs> well, we're all fa- we're all a fan of everyone hogs, okay? is a fan right. of hogs. <laughs> But butts, <laughs> you know, legs. I mean, come I on. It. And, and it, hel- it helps gameplay, you know? It has a purpose. Right. Less uh, wind, you know, drag coming off <laughs> shorts <laughs> if they're shorter and tighter. Um, I have I, to, I think Larry Bird had the tightest shorts, I'm, I think, mm, in my yeah. opinion, of this game. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were sculpting. Right. It, was, it was too much for me. It just like, it reminded me. <laughs> It reminded me of like how we're all animals like that. Just like the amount of the amount of fucking meat I saw. Like there was just like a Larry Bird's ass, just a bunch of meat. It was just a thick. It was a it was a right, Nick. It was it, it was a, not not like a like if we're talking about Larry Bird's ass specifically, though, this came up as we were watching. Not a not a bunch there, though. Yeah, that was a the, his was ass just- is not. <laughs> It was, my, it was my hands are demonstrating. <laughs> it was just tightly packed. You know, yes. he doesn't have he doesn't have the biggest butt in this game even, but it's no. tightly packed into those shorts. Yeah, his <laughs> it, it, it felt like uh, to be honest and this might be my Laker fan bias, it felt like Larry Bird has more of the Hank Hill ass. He doesn't have a lot wow. going on back there. I wow. think you know, that some is... other players are a little more substantial. Yeah, hey, he also he likes mowing the lawn like Hank Hill too. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> It's not a Hank Hill ass, okay? But I mean, as he got I, older, I could see his glutes probably did, did diminish, right? <laughs> yeah, he was. I, I mean, he went. The, the, I feel like the there was less lower body. There was just lo- less weight training back right. then, right? Mm. So, like you know, you weren't going to see these uh, super well developed lower bodies um, that you might see from pro athletes today. I don't like to but think yeah, about asses. A little, a little leaner. <laughs> I don't. They were weird. The, I mean, you're on the wrong show, Mitch. This yeah. is what we talk about on this show. <laughs> like, I know that I know that a butt can be sexy. Of course, I get that. But they, like, they are like when you think about like an ass. It's weird that we all have. It's like weird that we're all sure. s- sitting on our butts and that. <laughs> It's like ears or something. I don't like to think about ears too much either. The same same. You deal. just I don't, don't want- like thinking of bodies. You don't. You yeah. don't any any yeah. body part. <laughs> Cover those things up. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Cover them up, Wags. I'm like a you like a, the, the Protestant or what is a Quaker? What is what's the approach I'm going for here? You're you're uh, puritanical. Yeah, Pur- puritan. Yeah. yeah, sure. Cover them up. Cover it up. I don't want to see. You think everyone it. should be covered up from head to toe, every yes. inch of their body, <laughs> every inch. You're gonna love it. You know, ten years in the future when we're just like 
brains in robotic bodies. <laughs> or oh, we have to wait. cover our bodies because there's no ozone. Is probably <laughs> the likely, sadly. Not going to make it that far. That's true. <laughs> the human race will make it maybe six more months. It's my prediction. <laughs> putting it on tape. Dear Lord. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, look, some- at, look at this year. Look at this fucking year. Um, all right, so <laughs> Robert Parrish, uh, double zero. He's he's pretty hot in the beginning of this game. We talked about him quite a bit. Mm. Um, what's what happened in the first half that was exciting? Magic ran straight into the crowd at one point. The first half mm-hmm. was, I would say, it, this might not be right because the score was never on the screen longer than like a millisecond. But yeah, it felt mm-hmm. like the Lakers were dominating a little bit in the first half. They had they they, they were yeah they were definitely had a, a comfortable lead at some points. Yeah, they were they were that Showtime offense that that full court offense was running. You know, a couple of uh, a couple of nice dunks for Worthy. It, it was yeah, it, it, and and that was the it really did feel like the coming out of halftime that the Celtics were going to have to do something. Mm. Um, even though the La- the Lakers, it wasn't like they were out to like a commanding lead no. at the half, but it was. But they definitely seemed like they had control of the tempo of the game. Well, they were ten yeah. points up right at the half. Yeah. I think it was like fifty eight, sixty eight Lakers. Yeah, and uh, For first half, first half showtime. Second half, slow time. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was it, it got heated fast though. I think it was in the second quarter when uh, Magic's arm got grabbed and he got angry, and so he went over to the Celtics bench and was sort of like yelling at them. Um, wish I could hear Fuck. what he said. We. <laughs> He wasn't going to do anything. Why sit down <laughs> as you was pet probably, your cat. Is that Wally or Irma? Yeah. That's Wally. It's uh, Wally again. Wally came back for more. <laughs> <laughs> Magic was just pleading for some sportsmanship oh from the Celtics God, in you, vain. <laughs> you are. Unfortunately, as we would find out, his calls would be unheeded. <laughs> <laughs> so then in the third quarter, Kurt Rambis gets clotheslined by who's who clotheslines him. Is it? It was McHale. McHale, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so this was the big he narrative had him about like a this chokehold. Yeah, he got he, him. Yeah, he got him by the throat and like yeah. and like brought him down as he was on a breakaway. Uh, you know, because otherwise he would have dunked it. And it was, it, it, it's it's such a violent play. And it's one of those ones that you look at those one of those pre 1990 NBA plays that is just like, oh, that would be a flagrant two nowadays. I mean, Mikhail would be ejected and maybe suspended for the next game. It's, it would have been a serious altering call. Uh, but, you know, back it was just a common foul. He just they they, they there was some fisticuffs and then they then he Rambus went to the free throw line. Now, yeah. Nick, do you do you like that? Do you, do, and and. And for you guys too, for for everybody. This isn't questions for Nick. This that's my. I'm sorry. That's I always <laughs> I always I always say this during Doughboys. I always address Nick, but everybody. Are we not allowed to answer? <laughs> you, you guys, yeah, you guys, you guys, everyone is allowed to answer. <laughs> Do you like the kind of '80s tough, you know, punch in the mouth style of basketball? Absolutely. You, yeah. Yeah, do. I don't. I like everyone to be friends, <laughs> and <laughs> I, you know, you know what kind of style of basketball I like is um, 
who who was it? Was it um, Lance uh, Stevenson? Is that his name? Yes. Who blew in LeBron's ear? Right. This so sort of I I'm want, not touching you sort of like annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I want that. I want kissing on the cheek. I want patting the butt of the opposite team. Mm. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> you know who's? Who I, do, who I want do to do some of that. Out. Yeah. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I like a fight. I love to see the brawls. I like to see the random audience people getting flipped upside down just yeah. for being in the way. <laughs> <laughs> I that love it. <laughs> I will say that I like that both eras exist because it is like the, that sort of that smash mouth basketball from back in the day is really like it's it's startling to see as as smash we witness mouth. today. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. You know, hey, there now. are the. A lot of all-stars in this game. Um, but the, the, like, like I, I do really like to see that era of, like, I love to watch clips and it's like, it's like fascinating that it exists, but I like our current game. I like the current game as it is. I like that it's officiated a little bit more closely and you can't get away with just clotheslining someone and potentially injuring them very badly. Oh God. Do you, do you like it, Mitch? Do you like the, uh, I, more like aggressive? I like it. I, I think that, I think that they're, Here's what I like about it is that the Celtics were kind of getting bodied quite a bit. They were getting as um as t- what did Tommy Heinsohn say? He said that they were going to start banging. He, yeah, yeah, he, he said, said he, the <laughs> players are really going to start to bang, and I got super excited, but that's not what he meant. And he and he's right because it was getting it was getting too chippy, and I like I I really liked that very eighties call. But my feeling is is that like when players are getting bodied and it was just like clear that the Lakers were being a bit more physical in the, in the first half, like the, the Celtics pushed back and that kind of evens things out. You know what I mean? Like they did a couple things where they pushed back mm-hmm. and nowadays in the NBA, like it is that funny thing of like, Oh, when you're, when one team is being kind of more physically aggressive than the other team and they're not getting called for it, it's just this advantage and then if the other team retaliates and does something like that, they someone will get ejected or teed up or whatever, and it doesn't kind of it doesn't kind of even the scales anymore. Nick, do you think that's well? I, I think accurate? yeah. I mean, I think there are there are if there's a criticism of of things now, it's that are almost maybe a little too too quick to go to the flagrant foul and to you yeah. know um, and to 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 kind of nip that stuff in the bud. But I, what specifically was happening in this game, though? Let's let's not just say that it was like the Lakers were playing physically, and then the, and the Celtics retaliated. The issue was the Lakers were getting to the rim at will, and then the Celtics were like, "Well, we got to do something about it." And what they decided to do was just to, was to foul. And so, like, it was like that. That was like that was a, the, that fake, was a the Lakers were being pretty physical, though. They were. They, I mean, they were. Yeah, I mean they were playing. Not, I mean, not, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, right? But it wasn't like that. I I think like. Uh, Yes, but it wasn't this wasn't just like like, oh, they're bodying us. We need to get back at them. It was more that just like we don't have a way to slow down their offense. And so, you know, let's let's fucking let's (laughs) grab this guy by the throat and pull him to the ground. (laughs) If you were here right now, I'd fucking grab you. by. I'd do the same thing. (laughs) So Uh, they got into foul trouble at the end and Kareem actually fouled out in the fourth quarter. I mean, both teams uh, seem to have a lot of foul oh, trouble, interesting but- <laughs> kareem fouled out interesting um kareem, yeah, kareem fouled 
Cream fouling out pretty, pretty consequential because this game ends up going into overtime and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they don't have the captain for, for that period. I, can I, can I just say this, Mitch? Cause this was a, this, just, just to talk about the, the series. So the, 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 we mentioned that the, the Lakers are up two one. they're at home. The late, the previous game, the Lakers, you know, when I was looking this up, the Lakers had blown out the Celtics, just absolutely dominated them. And so mm. there was actually you know, the, the coach Casey Jones of the Celtics, I, I looked this up, he had a quote going into the game, which was no more layups. And so that basically that's, that's kind of the, the, what led to the provocation is that he was just sort of like, like, let's, let's, let's start fouling people and let, like, let's go after like them. It. And it worked. It, it worked out in their, in their favor. The and Lakers, I mean, the Lakers couldn't hit free throws, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, we can get to it now. They at the uh, as Nick said, the last minute of the game was huge because they were just tied up, like in overtime. They were just tied and just kind of like going back and forth for quite a while. Then at the very uh, last minute, the um, Lakers had a couple free throws. I think it was like two sets of free throws yeah. that maybe only got one point, you know, one in. So, and yeah. So the, the Lakers said, I think they were up maybe five in regulation and the Celtics closed the gap and took it to OT. And then, and then, yeah, I think the, I, I, think, Ma- I think it was magic goes to the line first mm-hmm. and bricks, both free throws could have put the Lakers up too in overtime. <laughs> Damn. Um, and um, then, on the, and then at the other end, uh, Larry bird, uh, you know that MVP after his MVP season hits uh hits the the shot to take the Celtics up two, um and then so then then the Lakers there's more I, I you probably have the exact flow game flow in front of you but then the Lakers have a little bit more time after that, right and then uh I did I like just stopped taking notes but <laughs> it was big, it was big game James it was James Worthy gets the goes up for the and again you know no more layups he's going to the right. rim they foul him hard. And to Mitch's point, the Lakers weren't hitting their free throws. If your strategy is we're going to foul them to not allow those easy baskets, uh, then if you're not going to hit your free throws, you're not going to. That strategy is going to work out. And the the and big game James, uh, not yet big game James, not yet the the clutch player that he had a reputation for, uh, went up and and missed one of two. Could have tied up the game. Instead, the Lakers are down one, and the Celtics have the ball with like 15 seconds left or something like that. And that, that was yeah. a little bit of a. Ha- a little bit of a hack a shack there, Nick. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, before anyone even knew about a shack, <laughs> Shaq was just a shack. Shack at this point was a was a big baby himself. Yeah, <laughs> huge. Imagine how huge that a baby giant was. baby wearing size fourteen shoes. <laughs> oh boy, Shaq was Shaq was what at this point was in like he was twelve years like, old. Um, he wow. was twelve years old, and he was probably like what six foot th- four or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, God. it's it's that's wild to think about Shaq being 12 in 1984. <laughs> that is weird to yeah. think about. He was probably watching this game. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. He so, probably took down fucking so many like juice boxes. And you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> just I'm just saying like yeah. normal. Like you probably went through that shit like crazy. Back then. It was those little barrels of. Right, uh, right. Oh, yeah. Of barrels mysterious of colored liquid <laughs> barrels of juice. All right, so the Lakers swoop in at, or no, sorry, the Celtics, Celtics. at the very end swoop in. And it's one twenty nine to one twenty five. Celtics take it. 
they take it yeah at the very end it was very it was a very exciting last couple minutes for sure yeah, yeah for I sure mean, the, i mean the whole the whole you know the whole second half is pretty is pretty exciting it's just like it's, it's you know the, the celtics have their comeback there's a lot of back and forth it gets very very physical and and you know obviously we're tied going into ot uh, it, it, it's just like it's one of those things that you watch and even now as a, as a Lakers fan too young to have watched this game at the time but aware of it it's it's like uh, aware of it later in life it's just like you watch that and you're still just like god they they those missed free throws probably yeah. decided the title because if they if sure. magic hits those two free throws you know and they're up two with uh, with uh, 30 seconds to go i mean their they spirits have the would have been like up as well right. you know yeah mm-hmm. and, then, and then if they they come out ahead 3-1 after that game they get they get three chances to win the title i mean that completely changes it instead uh, the 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 celtics after this game go on to win it in seven and win the, win the birds first title the, it's it's a uh, or actually it wasn't it might not have been birds first title it was uh the celtics won in 1981 as yeah well. so it was birds it was birds uh birds first win against the and only win over the lakers and and his second mm-hmm. title Yes, it was. The, yes, I think it was the only because we didn't play you guys in '86. No, yeah, '85. It was the Lakers. Uh, Lakers won the rematch, and then '87 um, yeah. beat the beat them again. Um, so an- another case for Lakers over Celtics. Uh, Lakers up two one over Celtics <laughs> in the finals matches uh, matchups of the of the '80s. Jesus. All right, let's let's give out some donkeys. Donkeys. The that was me. That was me, right? By the way, you just said that. <laughs> all of our yes, all of our intros are you. The donkeys. <laughs> the donkeys are awards we give out for arbitrary categories that we make up on the spot. We always give out most points, which has to go to the Boston Celtics. Sorry, Nick. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> Do you have? Hell a- yeah, baby. <laughs> Do you have? What a about best award? dunk? Oh yeah, best dunk. This is interesting. I think honestly, it was you know uh, Worthy had a few uh, actually, and, and Kareem had a nice alley oop dunk. Um, but I would it, give it to Worthy. I feel like he was yeah. Worthy had, Worthy had a base look. He had a few transition dunks, but he had one where he was on the baseline. He made did this baseline move, uh, went under the basket, and dunked it with one hand, and that was pretty pretty sweet and athletic. So I, I give it to Worthy for that one. He was part- putting in the work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to give, um, best cameo to Jack Nicholson. Wow. Yeah. And Margaret was there and she just, just got snubbed right now. She got snubbed. (laughs) I give it to Jackie, but I do not endorse him in case anything ever comes out about him. (laughs) I don't want this to consider, be considered an endorsement. Um, I don't endorse eating a a hoagie shirtless on a boat. Just just for the record. (laughs) Mitch, you got one? I will give an award for game that looked like you just went swimming in a super chlorinated pool <laughs> and looked at lights. I give that to the CBS broadcast team. It's <laughs> it's funny to me because I'm just like I watched Barry Lyndon just like whatever a couple of weeks ago and I had never seen it before. And that's like from the 70s. And it's like one of the most beautiful movies of all time. So then watching like this game and it just like looks so much like shit i was saying it was like hard to <laughs> it's almost it's almost like watching like a silent movie or something it's like hard a little harder to pay attention like yeah. new, like like 
modern broadcasts do a great job of showing you different angles and and really getting the action going. But then also there's just this weird thing with it too where like I know that and it and it was an exciting game. It was a very exciting game. But it just feels like quicker and it feels like less of a deal. Like if you told me that the players like went home to their parents' house and like had dinner and was like, we won, I'd believe that. <laughs> it, fe- it feels like it doesn't. It just feels like way more subdued. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it just it's just 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 from the 80s. And obviously, I know it's it's a it was a huge night or whatever. The forum mm-hmm. was popping, Nick, as soon yeah. as the, the seats were filled up. But. It's just so you is, uh, want, your donkey is for the CBS broadcast. It's for the CBS broadcast. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I am going to give hottest mustache to Sven Nader. Is that, am I saying his name? It's Sven. Sven. Um, it's probably Sven. I don't know. I think, I think, yeah, I think they said Nader on the broadcast. I, I think it's, he's Dutch, but I yeah. don't know if it, it, it's S W E. And I don't know if you say it's Sven or Sven. The W is a V sound. Yeah. Got it. So, uh, I'm sorry to your dad, Nick, Kurt Rambis, but I have to give all it right, to Nader. <laughs> he, he's, he is your dad. We agreed. We all agreed on it. And check on we it. agreed. He's your dad. <laughs> Kurt Rambis is not my biological father, even though my mom had a crush on him. Let's dispel this rumor. And, I mean, for anyone who doesn't remember, Nick had mentioned on, his, on a previous episode that his mom had a crush on him and his dad would get a mustache just like him yeah my dad had <laughs> a kurt rambis it? mustache and then and later sh- and then later didn't... shaved it in life when uh kurt rambis shaved his mustache <laughs> as a coach. so yeah that basically makes him your dad i think <laughs> gabe Let's do you have it. a donkey you want to give out i actually wrote down best look for kurt rambis uh the note wow. i wrote was if jeff foxworthy put on eugene levy's glasses <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you that's gotta, my donkey there is something right. very, you know, brazen about just wearing regular glasses, not sports goggles, but just straight up glasses. Yeah, on the it's court. dangerous. Yeah, it's very it's thick wild. lenses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, you know, like the, the Hall of Famers that got mentioned here, uh, you know, you talked about Kareem Worthy, Magic, Bird, um, Robert Parrish, uh, Kevin McHale, mm-hmm. like, you know, like the, like a lot. But there, there are two other guys who uh who had a big presence or had a presence in this game, or at least were 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 on the uh, were on the rosters. Uh, Danny Ainge, who got some substantial minutes, and then sitting on the bench for the Lakers, uh, Mitch Kupchak, two future GMs. So wow. I'm gonna give a donkey for best future GM, not to Danny Ainge, but to Mitch Kupchak, the Lakers GM. Wow, who engineered the Pau trade? All right, the most fucked up trade. <laughs> Worked out pretty nicely. <laughs> Trash. Um, maybe I'll give an award to, uh, Cedric. It's Cedric Maxwell who, who, uh, maybe celebrates too soon. (laughs) (laughs) He, Nick, this, this is also the game where he, he, um, we didn't even talk about this, but he does the choke symbol to worthy. Yeah. He he gives us, I did not see that. That's wild. Mm. It was one of the, he went like this. Yeah. Or were you like, you know, yeah, yeah, no, like the. <laughs> no, he didn't do the. He didn't do the Darth Vader choke. <laughs> he went like, yeah, trying to do a force move on it. And mine kind of, mine sounded a bit like Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what? Right. I give I give an award for worst seats to Red Auerbach. <laughs> he was pretty far back. That's a good one. The 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 forum 
What are these like row seven or eight, Nick? What's the deal? He probably <laughs> look, he probably forgot to get to the game on time. <laughs> <laughs> forgot to buy tickets in advance. Jack Nicholson took his seat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. I think there's a, can I say, can I give something for um, uh, most biased TV analyst? Can I give that to Tommy Heinsohn? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. The Celtics sure. analyst who they had for the national game covering the finals. <laughs> this guy's uh, this guy's not going to be nonpartisan at all. Honestly, if you listen to him, that's probably the most unbiased he's been. And if you listen to any <laughs> Celtics games, he's like insane. <laughs> And in this game, he was like, he, he tempered himself quite a bit. Yeah, he was trying to behave, but we know what was going on in his head. I think he oh, was pronouncing God. Lakers, Lakers, uh, which <laughs> I thought was disrespect. fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who won, Anastasia? Okay, I got it. This is some crazy calculating. Yeah. Okay, so that's- Get your calculator out. Who won? Okay, so I think the Celtics have... Uh, Four, and the Lakers have five. So the Lakers win it. Wow. 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 Oh, my God. Did Jack Nicholson count as a Laker? I did count him as a Laker. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) But I also counted um, Tommy Heinsohn as a Celtic. So, okay. He is. He is. All right. (laughs) Congratulations, Lakers. Congratulations, Lakers. Hell yeah. It's settled. You know what? They can have that win, <laughs> but it's actually more important than the game. We make it very yeah, clear. The yeah. are more Dunk- important. Yeah, um, I agree. All right, let's get into our mail basket. Today we have an email from Robert R. Subject: My wife doesn't like sports. <laughs> he says, "Hi, cuties. Uh, this includes Gabe and guest, if applicable." So. Everyone here is a cutie. Not Um, applicable for guests. (laughs) (laughs) So my lovely wife does not like sports at all. She listens attentively when I talk to her about it because it's something I like. And she's very sweet, but she doesn't find sports interesting or entertaining. My question is, how could I get her to give sports another try without being a jerk about it? I was thinking that if she watches a game with me, I could do something for her, like watch shows that she likes with her, do some more chores around the house, do a spa day with her or something like that. Any thoughts on how to get my lovely wife to watch sports with me? Thank you. I love the show. Also, I won my fantasy league this year, even though it was cut short. I was having a great year and did surprisingly well for my first time playing fantasy basketball. Inspired by your episode with Wagger, which was first, which was my first episode of the podcast. Wow. Hey, I'm Wagger. Wow. How about that? (laughs) Or actually, maybe that was Mitch. We don't know. know. (laughs) Might have been. That's true. Um, Um, Great question. It's a it's a good question. It sounds like things are working out though, right? Like if like you know if if uh, 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 your wife is like maybe not you're you're not you're never gonna have one hundred percent overlapping hobbits. Jesus Christ, hobbits. (laughs) I was trying to say hobbies, but I accidentally said habits, and then he corrected myself to hobbits. But yes, you're not going to have 100% overlapping hobbits as a married couple. One of you is going to like That's Sam true. and Frodo. The other one of you is going to like Mary and Pippin. It's just how things work out. Just after dinner, you can all clean up the table together and sing a song. Yeah, you can sing a song about it. A full song that we see all of. Um, I think the... Uh, the Which is good. It's very... I, I'm not saying it's not good. 
<laughs> just a full song. Um, the you're not going to have fully overlapping hobbies or interests, and if you like respect each other's spaces and and you know you're not like ugh sports again. Oh boy, let me get, get out of here because I hate this. It's like what what else? Like, but that said, if you really want to, I I think with the with mutual, with like I'm trying to engender some sort of mutual interest, then like, yeah, I, it feels like maybe begin with a conversation, right? Of like, mm. yeah. hey, what, is there anything you do like? Because maybe, maybe you're, maybe you should, you're not going to like, like, are I don't there know any about sp- that conversation. That's <laughs> hey, the best there any, opener. Hey, hey, hey is like there anything, anything you do like? <laughs> about sports, about sports, I mean, because like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, maybe, totally. maybe like, hey, I noticed that you like uh, the this Olympic event. Like, what do you like about that? Or maybe, hey, we maybe we can both get into watching uh, this other like, hey, you like the Tour de France. Maybe we'll both get into watching cycling together and that'll be a, a way for us to both to find a sport we can both enjoy. For whatever oh, that reason. sounds like a real that I, sounds like a real snooze couple, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really think like um, like what got me into sports is stories, to be honest. Mm, uh, like, yeah. yeah. And I think one thing that you might want to try, Robert, is 30 for 30 or. Oh, that's like, great. Mm, that's the, good. There's so many good basketball documentaries including the last dance that i think a lot of people watched who weren't even into basketball but um, yeah that could help and if if you want her to get into like current players and current teams just tell her stories like i remember uh i just was like telling my friend about Kawhi and like how his father was killed and stuff like that and like she was like, I don't know who this person is, but now I want to watch his games because he sounds mm. interesting to me. And like the fact that he's not emotional and people make fun of him for that, you know, like she You're was right. like, now I want to watch him play games, you know? So I yeah. think stories help. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I well, first of all, I want to say this question is really sweet that you're offering to do chores around the house <laughs> so that your wife yeah. will watch an NBA game. Um, I mean, I agree with Anastasia. I was someone who did not watch sports at all for a long time, and the thing that made me want to understand more about it was like to really get where the storylines were coming from and like these longtime rivalries and friendships and all that stuff. I wanted to be fully kind of invested in everything. So it's, it's a lot and it's hard to get someone into it because you have to really like read a lot and follow a lot of people on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. But I think starting with like some people that you think would be interesting to her, I mean, without knowing what, you know, what her interests are or anything like that. I think just like finding people that have great stories, like Kawhi, like Anastasia mentioned, or, you know, LeBron or whoever it is that like, you think might might be of interest to her because there's a lot of really cool backgrounds and stories and uh, people who have fought really hard to get to their place in the NBA or the yeah. WNBA pl- and um, have overcome like all kinds of adversity and all that stuff. So, so Nick's right is, is a great like, place to start. Start with a conversation. Don't just go to games. Like I think just watching games without any backstory or information is sometimes boring if you don't like the sport. So yeah, have a conversation. Be like, what do you like about this sort of thing? Like I also, I was very annoying to my ex, and I would like give the players nicknames and like talk 
constantly during games, but mm. that's how I got into the sport. So if you're the kind of person who's like, please don't talk to me while I'm watching, then maybe she's not going to have fun watching it with you. But like, if you're open to having conversations while watching and being like, Hey, you see that guy? Well, he actually hates this other guy on this other team or whatever. That's like, that's, that's actually a great that's, point. That last thing, because, uh, yeah, I wonder what kind of sports fan you are, Robert. If you're like the 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 hardcore fan of one team, and then yeah, you you know sometimes that can be like I, I know even with 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 uh, with my wife Natalie who does like basketball, uh, not doesn't doesn't consume it as voraciously as me, but but will watch a game and enjoy it. We'll go to a game and enjoy it. Like if there if there are times I'm too into it, I can be. She just doesn't like that energy, you know. It's just like, well, now you're just locked into this game. You're not. You're only paying attention to this. You're like getting upset about, th- you know, like the Celtics cheating or whatever. And <laughs> and uh, the Celtics and, and cheating. So like, if it, if it's something you're really invested in, then maybe that's not. And and that's maybe what they your 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 partner finds off putting. Then maybe you can find something that you're not going to be as like you riled up about uh, that you can both be fans of or that you can watch together. I got, I got, I got, I got an answer for this. Okay. Um, and this one, this first one is probably the most helpful answer. S- specifically thinking about what we're going through right now, but take her to a live game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's there's a couple things. One, a live game is is big. It's more that's, fun, I would say. That's 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 huge. Two, following someone like following a draft and seeing like you guys were talking about seeing the stories and then seeing someone as a rookie and like following their trajectory is always fun. I think that you also for, to get people into sports, the team has to be like. I followed the Celtics all through the '90s when they were terrible, and that's when I was like really started getting into him but there was hope with like pierce and when he started getting good and so that that is helpful to have a team that's either on the rise or is good right and then and so like like the draft and following kind of like young players and i think that is also helpful i think also like following something more fun like wrestling or something can be like a good gateway Mm. but yeah i think overall i think the biggest thing that you can do is watch playoff sports which is just about to happen that's true and and watching playoff sports is like it the excitement is 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 so high and and everything is just you know what i mean like the season is on the line in seven games it's not it's you can you can wrap your head around it a little bit more of like you win or you go home and then it's you know and and i think just getting someone and then if you hit gold and it's like a great playoff series then i think they'll just be hooked yeah that's true yeah. and it's just like better gameplay so it's mm-hmm. exciting right. to yeah. watch right yeah and one final thing i you, she can watch she can listen to dunk town you know yeah there dunk you town. Go. great gateway <laughs> listen to the show or gateway <laughs> you don't have to be a an expert to understand what's going on in the show just be careful because she might get super into butts <laughs> that's true we we don't take responsibility for that all right if you want to send us something you can email us at hi at dunk.town or leave a message on our cutie hotline 903-420-DUNK um and you know tell us about what's going on with your favorite team your favorite players ask us a question anything you got going Whatever on we you want, want to hear about it yeah Nick and Mitch, thank you guys so much for being here. Do you guys have anything you'd like to plug? What a delight. No. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no you're, you told us bad news. Yeah, bad news. No way. 
<laughs> Everyone should <laughs> listen to, to Doughboys and uh, sign up for your Patreon. You guys are awesome. Yes. Wow. Thank you we for lo- saying that. We love Doughboys. Thank you. Great show. God yeah. bless you, you guys. guys the- well, so with the plug curse, did you guys just curse yourselves, basically? <laughs> well, it depends on if you guys get canceled, in which case we will distance <laughs> yeah, ourselves we from might. you. Delete all your episodes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are you guys are the best. Thank you for spending a chunk of your day with us. Yeah, you really appreciate your Saturday it. inside, you know, on Zoom with us. Thank you so much. Well, there's not much. I wouldn't be going out any now anyways. <laughs> right. I would be in this exact same spot, most likely. Nice. Great. We'd love to hear it. All right. But also, we're very happy to be. We love you guys. What Thanks for having us. What, what a delight. Thanks. Always, so always the best. Thank you so much. Um, and thanks to everyone who came along in this journey with us. We love you guys, too. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I am on Twitter at Echo underscore Mint and on Instagram, Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both as Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website. It's dunk.town. If you like the show, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps us and we really appreciate it. We have t-shirts, stickers, and hoodies available for sale at dunk.town slash store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for all of your design work. Thank you to Andrew Clotworthy for our original theme song. 